Hey folks, Sean here. Uh, this is episode 392 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. And uh, this week we're going to be discussing The Mandalorian in great detail. Uh, so there will be spoilers. Uh, we also discuss uh, how we spend our Thanksgivings. Uh, I rate the movie uh, Come Away. Uh, we discuss uh, Chappelle's show being pulled from Netflix at Dave Chappelle's request. And uh, Kong versus Godzilla possibly being a streaming uh, service offering. Uh, plus, also, we discussed that monolith in, in Utah that, that appeared out of nowhere. So, uh, a few things to, to touch on this week that we, we do cover. Um, we hope you enjoy the show. And on that note, cue the music. <laughs> Welcome to episode 392 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says. And when Alexander saw the breath of his domain, he wept for, the, for, the, for, for there were no more worlds to conquer. The benefits of a classical education. Nice. Yep. Little little something to get our holiday season started, a quote from Die Hard. Yeah, right. I was just debating with uh friends of the show, uh Jason Brigger from the History of Bad Ideas podcast and, and Stork from the Besotted Geek podcast, you know, about the validity of, of Die Hard as a Christmas movie, and while I will far- firmly admit it is technically not a Christmas movie, in my house it is. Yeah, like I will take Die Hard as a Christmas movie over White Christmas and It's a Wonderful Life and all that other stuff that people will jam down my throat. Is how to celebrate the season? I'll take Hans Gruber falling off of Nakatomi Plaza any day of the week. I hear you. Yeah. I always watch Gremlins at Christmas. Gremlins is another. I mean, ba- basically anything written and directed by Shane Black. I mean, Lethal Weapon, The Long Kiss, Good Night, which, by the way, I watched today. Rewatched that. Fantastic. That underrated, fantastic film. Yeah. The Last Boy Scout. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. <laughs> Good movies. Yeah, all of them. And yeah. and seized on my opinion. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're telling me how wrong I am, and I don't care. <laughs> right. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's how I if celebrate it, the season. You celebrate the way you want to, damn it. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. Mm. So I'm up in the bedroom today, so if we, we, we may hear some drits. We may nice. hear some, yeah. So just just to make people aware, if you hear a cat crying, it's it's not some cat being tortured. It's just my blind and half-deaf cat who's, yeah, you see, there he is a little bit. I don't know if you caught that. 
So how, how are you, sir? What have you been up to? Uh, nothing. Yeah. I watched. Uh, trying to think what I watched this week. I fell asleep during New Mutants. I wanted to say that doesn't bode well for the movie, but I know how you work, so that may have just been you were tired. Yeah, I, yeah. Lisa finished it. Yeah, she said it wasn't good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just got confusing. Yeah. It's a shame, because they had some good actors in that, too. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, that, um, I started Raised by Wolves. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, mean, uh, I want to watch that. It's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched the first two episodes. It's uh, definitely Ridley Scott. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I won't say anything. It's pretty good. Yeah. So far. Um. I have not watched Discovery yet. Okay. That's coming after the podcast, but I did watch Mando. Yeah. That was well, I'm, gl- I'm glad I was going to text you last night to say make sure you at least watch the Man- Mandalorian because I yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so I watched the Mandalorian. I'm trying to think if I watched anything else. Nah. I watched uh, Pitt get brutalized today. <laughs> yeah, so did I. <laughs> that was about it. Actually, I turned it off. Actually. I turned it off, and then I went back to it, and I was like, why am I doing this to myself? And I'm like, this is only the second game I've been able to watch this season. They've all been on the ACC network. Right. You know. Plus, you know, no football tomorrow. Yeah. What I, I find it funny, and I'm going to get into it before I, I get into how my week was and how we're getting the Thanksgiving stuff, but, like, last week I was just ranting about how, like, pro football seemed to have their shit together when it came to COVID as compared to college football. And right. then, like, as of today, like, before I put my phone down, the Ravens have are up to 18 cases confirmed. That's players. That's not including right. staff. That's just players. I think they're in the 20s now with with staff. Yeah. Um, you know, the Denver Broncos. Well, they're not having an outbreak. They've had to place all of their quarterbacks on the COVID reserve list. They do not have a quarterback eligible to play tomorrow against the Saints. Really? Really. Like, all four of their quarterbacks have been placed on the COVID COVID reserve list. (laughs) And you can't even bring in somebody to, like, at least, like, wing it because they have to, like, quarantine for five days. So it's like there's nobody they could have signed. So they're going into their game tomorrow without a single quarterback on the roster. (laughs) They're going to have, like, I, I don't even know who. Like, I mean, it, it's going to be ridiculous. I want to watch the game just out of, like, pure curiosity 
as to how they yeah. play this game. That'll probably he, be a whiteout. Do, do they go straight wildcat? Yeah, yeah. You know, like you just you go with a, a running back and you just run the wildcat all day long, or do you actually try to run some semblance of an offense? Right, right. Because like with that Saints defense, you you can't go just you have to be you can't be one, like one dimensional like you you can't go out there and like like run like the Oklahoma uh, wishbone offense from like the 1970s. Right, right. You know, like it's just it's not gonna work. <laughs> right. But yeah, here's Denver like all screwed up. Um, <laughs> And then, you know, uh, the Steelers announced that James Conner tested positive for COVID. Right. And, I mean, I'm sure most people know his story, but for those who don't, like, you know, he he had Hodgkin's lymphoma when he was in, in, in college. Right. So he, he's, like, he, he's, like, immunodeficient. Right. And he's taking a big risk by not opting out of this season. And right. so he, like, unlike other, like, it's bad enough for other people, but for him, it's even worse. Right. You know, so it's like, wow. That sucks. And, like, it's just, like, it's amazing. Like, like you're, like, like, like within, like, this week, like, it's starting with the Ravens. It was just, like, watching all these dominoes fall for all of these teams having all these problems all of a sudden. I was like, and I, I was just talking about how good the NFL was with, with all of this. Like, it's like I jinxed them. Right, right. Yeah, they're it's messed up. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, it's it's not surprising to a certain extent because of like, you know, the growing number of cases in the country. But at the same time, it it's like like sudden, like like this like this massive spike across all the teams. Right, right. I mean, the Ravens obviously the hardest, you know, but still, it, it's still like this massive spike that you're just like, what the hell is going on all of a sudden? Right. Yeah, I don't. It's just huge. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, we figured this would have happened. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. I mean, they're not being in a bubble. Right. So, I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's very. You saw it happen in baseball, it's going to happen in football. Right. But it, it just, it, it, you felt like it, the, like the, the worst was over with what would happen like at the beginning of the season, particularly with Tennessee. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you, they haven't had an outbreak like you're seeing now in Baltimore. I mean, and this is right there with what Tennessee had. Right. You know, I mean, they're up to 18 cases. I think Tennessee had 22 total. Yeah. With their with their players, I, I think right. I think it was up to 28 or 29 with staff. So I, you know, they're right there with what Tennessee, like the outbreak at Tennessee had, and it's just like you know, holy shit! Like you thought you had, you just you thought you had all of it, like it was okay. Right. Like, you know. Like, the NFL got their stuff together, and, like, it wasn't going to be like this. And, like, all of a sudden, like, Baltimore is just like, yeah, hold my beer. <laughs> you know. 
And meanwhile, like I, it, like, from a football standpoint, it, it sucks for the Steelers. Because this is the second time they've been affected like this, catching shrapnel right. from Coke. Right, right. You know, and I mean, the, the game's been moved to Tuesday, and who knows if it's even going to be played on Tuesday at this point. They may yeah, have to have a week 18. Right, because we don't know what's going to happen with Connor. How many people does he come in contact with? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Not just but, Baltimore. Right. But you have to think of how many people Connor came in contact with. Right, but I, I, I do feel like, you know, I mean, don't forget, like, we had the same situation just a couple weeks ago with Vance McDonald. And, yeah. I mean, that, that was, you know, you know, Ben, you know, staying home for a week and then coming back on Saturday to practice one day before a game. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like the Steelers... <laughs> from the look of things from that standpoint with the contact tracing, everything else, they've got their shit together. Like as weird yeah. as it sounds to say, like it, it seems like they've done a very good job of, of staying within the protocols and doing everything like, you know, with social distancing and the masks and everything else. So I, I do feel like it's something that like the, the, at least based upon the Vance McDonald and, you know, incident where he, he tested positive, the guy, you know, they, they did a good job of, of containing that. And I think they're going to do the same thing with Connor, especially right. given the fact that like, nobody's, they, they haven't practiced for two days. So in all honesty, like this right. is a situation where like, you know, he, he really hasn't been in contact with anybody since maybe Wednesday or Thursday. Right. So it may be mi- much more minimal than what you're thinking, just based upon the fact that, you know, they haven't even been in the facility the past two days. Right, right. I don't know. Yeah, I heard. I heard the Baltimore infection came from a coach or a trainer or something. Yeah, they're saying the strength and conditioning coach like wasn't wearing a mask around the players, wasn't practicing social distancing during like you know workout times, stuff like that. But I think I mean for for or it's got to escape. <laughs> I think he's just a scapegoat because like I like I don't think like with it being like that massive that you could trace it back to one guy and say oh yeah he's the one who got everybody sick right right like it has to be more now like I, I got a feeling like a- after like, you know after they, they lost to Tennessee last week I feel like you know some of those guys like went to like Jimmy's crab shack you know to like right, right. have a few beers and some delicious crab cake to you know, <laughs> soften the blow of losing yet another game. Right. You know. And meanwhile, they're thinking, that's fuck, we got Pittsburgh in a few days. Uh, you know. <coughs> I know. The next thing you know, they're coming down, all testing positive. That's crazy. Yeah. <coughs> Who'd they play Sunday? Tennessee. Tennessee have anybody out? Real. Yeah, like the one thing that they the NFL like is kind of confirmed in a way is like there has not been any situation, at least that's been reported, of a cross contamination between teams. Yeah. Like there, there had nothing has come up or anything like that, so that that's been good, especially considering like you know how how this is. <laughs> right. 
what's even funny is like the 49ers have to find someplace else to play football because Santa Clara County declared that you can't participate in contact sports for the next three weeks. Oh, yeah. And they have two home games. So there's no <laughs> exception. They've got to find somewhere else to play. Hmm. Uh, somewhere. I'm sure yeah, there's I'm somewhere. Sure, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be like San Diego. Yeah. You know, they'll open up Qualcomm for... Like, I don't I don't know. I think University... San Diego State University still plays there. So I, I, it yeah. should still be set up for football. Yeah. So I would imagine that's probably what they're going to have to do. <clears throat> Something like that or... You know, may, maybe like um, some college, like you know, maybe you you play L.A. Coliseum. Yeah. You know, something like that. I I don't know, but I, it's like it's it's crazy. What's you know when you see how like dominoes are falling with <laughs> this 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 new spike. Yeah, it makes me worried. Yeah. For playoffs. Yeah. On all levels, especially with our quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I would fucking put his John Travolta ass in that bubble so quick. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just get in. Just, uh, yeah. Walk around a little. Yeah, we, we, we can't we can't have you out and about, Ben. You know, kiss Here's your water. kiss your wife and children goodbye. Uh, yeah. we're, we're, we're like NASA astronauts before a space mission. Like you know, you you have to be uh, sequestered away. Yeah, it's with. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they did quarantine them two or three weeks before the Super Bowl or playoffs. I, I bet you they bubble them. I've heard. I mean, that's been one of those things that they've talked about is like maybe for the playoffs we can do a bubble. Yeah. There's nothing that's been finalized with that, but like, you know. I think it's going to happen. But here's a little bit of interesting news I saw on the news. Okay. Okay. So I'm watching the news and da 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 da, COVID, you know, election, da da da, this crap. And, all of a sudden, they—I you might have seen this—but they said some weird film has appeared on the top of the Monongahela. <laughs> no, I didn't see this. Yes, yeah, there's a said, shocker. Yeah, I mean, like that's every day. Yeah, I mean, like some mysterious film has appeared on the top of the Monongahela, and nobody really knows what it is. I'm like, kaiju? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Did a kaiju take a piss? You know what I mean? <laughs> Some weird little <laughs> one. I think you got to be a little bit more yeah. specific than that. Uh, have, you taken, have you ever taken the clipper over from to a game? <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. Talk about weird films. Yeah. I mean, I was just like, you know, it, they, it's time. almost like they kind of wanted to, like, I don't know. You know, top story type of stuff, and I'm like, yeah. you know, it's the Monongahela. If it was on the yacht, eh, we'd we'd be talking. 
Yeah, if it was the Allegheny, I'd be like, oh, okay, that's that's scary. But it's the Mulan. Something's off here. Monongahela? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's nothing new. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, nothing new there at all. No. That's the radioactive waste. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was funny. History shows again and again. <laughs> yeah. They just, I mean, they just, the way they said it online, on TV yeah. was just like, oh, shocker. I'm like, nah. Nah, ain't nothing shocking about that. Talk to somebody that lives on the Mon. Yeah. They'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on, Driss. I'm trying to do a podcast here. I respect that one. So how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. And yours birthday, boy? Um, It was nice. It was nice. Went over to see uh, mom and dad. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And uh, nice meal. Watched a shitty movie. Really? Yeah. It was called Come Again or uh-huh. Come Along. That was It was called Come Along. No good. No, it was. Sure, it was that or come play. No, come along. Come along. The the, the uh, whole the whole basis of the story. And I'm just gonna spoil the shit out of this for for people. So if you're really interested in seeing this, I want to fast forward a bit. Like the whole basis of this fucking movie is just it's the origin story of Peter Pan. Okay. Essentially, like yeah, like it's like about this family who has these three kids. And the three kids are like they—they have very vivid imagination. So they're like they're, they're playing pirates and Indians, and they've got like trees, tree like sticks, and then like in their imaginations, you can see it turning the swords and like it, like it, the concept was—it's a high concept movie of like of of that. But like at the end of it, like by the end of it, it's like you know the the one brother dies. The family starts to, you know, be torn asunder, and the one kid just refuses to grow up and goes off and becomes Peter Pan. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck?" Like it was like a very like it was a, like you just thought like, well, these kids just have hope over overactive imaginations. Like, no, no, this is just where this is going. I'm like, oh, this. It was a bad movie. It was just bad. So it wasn't abstract. Like the kid actually died and. Well, like the, you know the, the, the oldest brother did die, like that. That you know, and like you know, the the dad turns to gambling again. You get a gambling problem. Uh, the mom turns to booze. You know, it, it was like this. This family was being torn apart, and at the end of it, you know, it's like the girl is Alice. She's out. You know, so she goes down to Wonderland, but she eventually decides to grow up. But the the other brother. He goes on to be Peter Pan and never grows up. And it's just like, well, that was just wacky as fuck. (laughs) This is a horrible movie. (laughs) The reason I said that, I didn't know if it was like that movie uh, Radio Flyer. Yeah. No, like, it, it, it kind of is in a way. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, 
like the the kid actually left, and they could get postcards from him from more, you know, like he would, like at the end of the movie, like Alice is narrating it, and she's talking about like, you know, every once in a while they would come, you know, come home and they would find treasure left behind by Peter to help them live, and it was like, wow, okay, <laughs> yeah, I, it, it was just weird, like you know. It was a weird fucking movie and it sucked. It sucks. Yeah. I'm I'm sure like other people will watch it and be like, oh, it was fantastic and you just don't get it, or it was far more sophisticated than, than your simple mind can understand and you know whatever, but I, I just didn't care for it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. It was that. Um, I watched Harley Quinn on, uh, HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. It's very good. I kind of talked about it last week, so I'm not going to delve deep into it this week. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I picked up my copy of Ready Player Two. Yeah. Yeah. Do you start it? I did. I'm only about 30 pages deep, but uh, I did start it, yeah. Lisa got it on audio. Yeah. Yeah, she's been listening. Yeah. I've been trying not to listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes or, you know. Yeah. But so far, I'm kind of like, man, this feels like a stretch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, I hate saying that, but it does. It, like, looking at it, I'm like, man, this just feels a little bit like a stretch. Yeah, we'll see. But, you know, at the end of it, I'm sure I'll enjoy the story. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, I watched I watched Discovery. Discovery was very good. You'll enjoy the was episode. It? Yeah. Okay, good. And, uh... Um, it's, I mean, let's just delve right into it. It's just, I'm going to spoil the shit out of the latest episode of The Mandalorian, and I don't care. Okay. Like, I, yeah, again, spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear the spoilers for The Mandalorian, uh, latest episode, skip ahead, because I got to talk about this. There's yeah. just too much not to talk about. Okay. So... I, I would like your perspective first. Okay. Yeah. What did you think of the episode? I thought it was great. I mean, it started off like, you know, Mandalorian episode. Um, not started off. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. The way it started was like a little bit shocking because, I mean, it was her right out the gate. Yeah. Like full, full frontal. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I was like. Dude, shit, double lightsabers? Dude, that's, I was like, some badass shit going on right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, and, you know, we're using force powers and we're doing yeah. all kinds of stuff here, you know? Um, I like the way the planet looked. It just looked absolutely devastated. Yeah. Like ripped apart. Right. Um, yeah. I, there wasn't anything I didn't like about it. I mean, like, I, I don't know. It, it was just a tight episode. Right. 
I felt. I mean, yeah. I felt it was from a storytelling standpoint. Um, there's a couple lines I liked, like you know, Jedi and the Mandalorian. They'll never, they'll never see it coming. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I yeah. get that. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, I I like the. Uh, Grogo. Yeah. I mean, they got his name. Um, I like the communication he was having with her. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Right. Um, down to the Wild West shoot-off. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, there was, I liked everything. So. Right. Now. You can get I, much deeper because you know more of the. Right. History. I, 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 first off, I mean the fact that like it like they came right out the gate with her was surprising to me. Like that there's Ahsoka, you know, and right. it was like little things. And like it, this was directed by Dave Filoni, it was written by Dave Filoni, and you know if you don't know, Dave Filoni was the the guy who created the character of Ahsoka Tano, you know. In the clone, the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon, and, and also continue her in the Rebels cartoon. Uh, right. So, like, in many ways, like, and there's a weird comparison to make, but Ahsoka Tano is Dave Filoni's Harley Quinn. Right. Like, of all the things he contributed to the Star Wars universe, this is probably the biggest. Like, you know, Paul Dini, his big contribution to the Batman universe is Harley Quinn. For Dave Filoni, it's 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 Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Um. And so, like, to come right out the gate with her, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I honestly thought I was gonna get five minutes of this character, and I was gonna be it. Like, we weren't gonna see her till near the end of the episode, and he yeah. finally was gonna talk to her, get some information, and be sent somewhere else. Like, that's honestly what I thought. And I was like, oh. "Right," you know, but. You know, there she was, and like all the little nuances of Ahsoka, like, like you were you were excited about you know her carrying the double lightsabers, and and she's done that for a long time. But the thing that I liked is like, and it's again the the little things like this, like one was a long sword and one was a short sword. Yeah, it was badass. I noticed that too. Yeah, and that's something that she she did like that. So that carried over, and like the look of the lightsabers carried over from like the cartoon series and stuff like that. So like I was like, oh that's so sweet. Um my biggest fear was and I love Rosario Dawson as an actress. I think she she's phenomenal. But for 12 years the voice of of Ashley Eckerson has been the mm. voice of Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. So there's very much a connection audibly that I have to that character. Like th- this is her voice. When I when I read the Ahsoka Tano book, it was with her voice. So my biggest concern was as much as I love Rosario Dawson, how much is her voice gonna throw me off? And yeah. I will admit in that first scene, it did. Yeah. Like everything else was like picture perfect except for her voice. But I got over it once she started talking to the to to the Mando. Yeah, yeah. Um, because there were other things like you could tell Rosario Dawson studied the character because like her cadence was the same, and there were little things about the way she smiled, and even like the folding of her arms, like she did. Like there were 
all these little things that were in there were like I could like see Ahsoka Tano in. So the yeah. voice kind of went away, and I accepted Rosario Dawson as the character after you saw the little nuances that she put in. Right, right. There's a a, a, a great Easter egg in there too, like mm. the scene where Mando's and he's walking with the child. He's walking with Groku to like find Ahsoka. Uh, In one of of the trees, there's a bird. And that bird goes all the way back to the Clone Wars and is like Ahsoka's guardian in many ways. Like, because like Ahsoka gave herself to the four, like there was this whole, whole, there's this whole storyline. It's a phenomenal storyline too, about the balance of the force and Anakin, Obi-Wan and Ahsoka end up in this, plane of existence where there's this old man and his two children represent the dark and the light yeah and the dark is represented by like this dragon and the light is represented by this bird and at the end of it all the force is out of balance because the woman who is the the light is killed okay ahsoka takes that place so this bird is like her guardian, and like anytime you see Ahsoka, like in like a like there's a weird situation involving Ahsoka, that bird is usually around. Okay. Okay. So like seeing that bird, I was like, that was like a Easter egg. I was like, oh shit, there's the bird. You know, you know what uh, I mean? Like I was like that, that that got me excited. So it was like little shit like that that I loved, but like at the end of it, like you were like, you know, what, you know, what information does she want? And when she asks the magistrate, where is General Thawne or Grand Admiral Thawne, yeah. I damn near fell out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> That's a name I never thought I'd hear in, you know, outside of the cartoon. Right, right. So I was like, oh, shit, they went there, which makes me wonder what Filoni has planned. Right, you don't right. put, You don't drop that name into this series without there being a reason for it. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like, that's honestly, you don't. So right. like, like that got me like so excited. Uh. And then like, and I hate to say this, like, but like, is, is like all this excitement is surrounding like, like Ahsoka Tano and Rosario Dawson. Michael Bain was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, dude, he was, he deserved to live. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I was so bummed out they killed him off. Yeah. Like the great Michael Bane showing up in a Star Wars show. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. And like at the end of like when he's like, yeah, sounds like you won. And he's putting down the gun. I'm like, oh, let him let him go. Let it don't go for your oh shit. Don't draw on a Mandalorian. Yeah, come on. It's not gonna do anything anyway. Yeah. It's not, your shot isn't gonna take him out. No. You know oh. what I mean? But like, I mean, I I hate saying this is the best episode of the show so far because it's it's recency bias and it's like one of my all time favorite characters. So I'm trying not to say that, but man, I love this episode. Man, it was a good episode, dude. It was. 
like I'm trying in my head to like, well, what about other episodes? What what? And I'm like, I'm trying really hard not to like say like this is the best episode of the show so far. But man, I am leaning that way, and I'm trying not to. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I. Uh, it was pretty good. Her battle boot with her was really good too. Yeah, I thought that was really well done. Yeah, I heard. I saw some people were like, "Oh, that Ahsoka would have put her away early." I'm like, "No, I think she had skills, you know." Right, right. She she, she wasn't just some schmuck. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, Ahsoka with that was, steel. Yeah, I didn't that, know that steel was saber proof. I figured it was. Because there, yeah. there have been enough other things that have shown up in the Star Wars universe. I mean, if you if you look think back, like um, General Grievous's guards had those staffs that were saber proof. Yeah. So like, it's shown up before, and it didn't bother me. Like I was like, okay, yeah, that 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 works for me. I didn't good. bother. Yeah. I just didn't know. That's yeah. All. And Mando saber proof as well. Yeah. Well, at one point, he's blocking her both sabers with his arm. Yeah, that's what I saw, too. And I was like, damn, I didn't know that existed. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. I was like, yeah. is he really doing that with his arms? Which is I'm why like, the Mandalorians were so tough for the Jedi. Right. That's badass. That is badass. His suit's looking good, too, man. Yeah. Now he's got this new, new, uh, new addition. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I I loved it. This, you know, I hate westerns, right? Yeah. You know, I hate them. I, well, you hate deserts. I don't think you hate westerns. You hate deserts. Yeah, I said that on the last episode too. Of this one, I was like, man, I just hope they get out of the desert for fuck's sake, just for a yeah. little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I I do like uh, um, this western style. Yeah. I mean, you could see it right when, right, especially in that shootout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he, when he blasted that droid on the roof. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's fucking wicked. Yeah. yeah. And that whole part where she, that whole part where she was hunting them down. Oh, yeah. I thought that was wicked, too. I was like, damn. Where you hear them screaming in the background. Yeah. You remember that part where they're going through the village and shit? Oh. Yeah, and that was like very aliens like. Yeah, dude. Like it, it, it was like like I, I was all of a sudden Michael Bain was in you know, mer, you know space marine armor in my opinion, and yeah, you know, Ahsoka was the the predator coming after him, you know. Yeah. No, I mean it was great, especially yeah. when you started hearing the screams. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, she's fucking them up. Yeah. That was that's awesome, dude. I'm telling you. And there's even like it was like. And she's done it before, like in the cartoons. But there, there was that moment where, like, she was like lighting the lightsaber and like pulling them apart oh, like that. Yeah. She, that's a that's straight from the cartoon, man. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, that's so badass. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, I like. It, how, I just like how close he is to that kid. And I think it's so neat. Yeah, I mean, I and I I like that like 
because I was wondering what the out was going to be that she wasn't going to train him. Like, I figured she was just going to say, look, I can't train him because I'm not a Jedi, which is truth. She's not yeah. a Jedi. That's why she's, that's why her sabers are, are silver. Yeah. And, um, that's what I thought it was going to be was like, you know, I, look, I'm no Jedi. I, I'm not qualified to train this kid, but, uh, if, if you go find uh, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> you know, that's what I thought she was going to say, like, you yeah. know, um, but I liked that the out was like, you know, I can't train a kid because he's too close to you. Yeah. And I've seen what that does. Right. Right. You know, referencing Anakin. <clears throat> right. You know, so it's like, okay, that was nice. Well played, Filoni. Well played. Well, I think it's a, I think it's a giant setup too. I think when he takes him there, she's gonna be there. I do. Well, the, the the rumor that I I like, and I mean it's 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 strictly speculation. Is that Ezra from Rebels is going to come back and he'll be the one to train him? Oh, really? Yeah, because like the whole the whole thing is at the end of Rebels, you know, Ezra is entangled in this battle with Grand Admiral Thawne, and he basically jumps uh, the hyperspace to like the the unknown regions with them. And he's never seen. Uh-huh. And then at, at after the war is over, Sabine, like Ezra asked Sabine to, to like be a guardian. Well, that's what she thought. And the reality was he probably wants me to come and find him. And so at the end of Rebels, Ahsoka and Sabine leave to go find Ezra. Uh-huh. So I think part of that is what's happening here. What like, okay. and I I like I don't know what they're setting up, but like it, it like part of, part of the, like the thinking was, well, you can't like unless at some point you're going to kill the kid off. Yeah. You can't train with Luke. Right. You know. Um. So I, I don't know. Like, I, you know, there has to be somebody else out there that's, that's able to train the kid. Right. And the thinking, I think the only other Jedi that we kind of really know in canon is, is Ezra. Okay. It's all interesting. Yeah. But I think what's even kind of neater is you really don't have to know much in order to watch it. No. Like... I mean, clearly, like, me knowing what I know, I'm getting more out of it. You know, like, like I said, like, I mean, if you didn't if you didn't watch Clone Wars and Rebels and you hear that name drop of Grand Admiral Thawne, you're like, who the fuck is that? Right. But for me, that was monstrous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, like I said, like, I literally fell out of my seat when she dropped that name. I was like, oh, shit. You know, so right. like you're right, like, but at the same time, like it, it, it's you're gonna reach a point where you're like, I feel like because Filoni's involved with this as much as he is, he's a co co executive producer with um Favreau, 
and you know, I feel like he, he's kind of running, a, doing a bit more show running than than you think he is. And I, I feel like he's going to be tying in more and more those Clone Wars and Rebels characters and mythology into this show. Right. And so I think more and more you're, you're going to reach a point where you're going to have to say to yourself, I need to sit down and watch these cartoons because a lot of what's going on you know, between the Dark Saber, Bo Katan and, and and her group, and now Ahsoka, and you know the dropping of the name Grand Admiral Thawne, uh, there's a lot of stuff that like unless you know what you're seeing, you're you're like, uh, so what? Right, right. What's the big deal with the Dark Saber? Well, it's huge with the Mandalore, you know. Right, right. So. I, 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 I think it stinks to a certain extent, like, I, you know, you, cause you want the average fan to be able to enjoy the show, but at the same time, you have this deep, rich canon that in all honesty, in my opinion, you should go back and watch because it is very good. Yeah. You know, like, hey, you know, say what you will about the prequels. And there's a, you know, we've said a lot about them over the years on this on this podcast. But the Clone Wars is redeems Anakin Skywalker to a certain extent. Like, yeah. Like you watch the Clone Wars and you're like, wow, this guy is so heroic and cool. And man, if only if Hayden Christensen could have figured that shit out. <laughs> you know? And and yeah. Rebels is is very good because it's it's again, it's it's in that same vein and like once you've watched the Clone Wars and you move on to to Rebels and the like the thing between like the season with Ahsoka and Vader and like you're like oh my god it's heartbreaking yeah yeah you know, that was some of the best television I've ever seen is that the confrontation between Ahsoka and Vader right and it, it broke my heart to watch it. Right, right. As a fan, like I was just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening! I can't, I can't believe they're saying this to each other." Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, it, 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 it is becoming more and more. It's almost. I, I feel like it's going to reach a point where like people are going to have to go back and watch those series at some point, just because I think Filoni has no problem tying that shit in. Yeah, apparently. And that's cool because I mean it's I I highly recommend it anyway. It, it it's not I mean there was that that third cartoon that they did and I can't remember the name of it. Star Wars Resistance, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Like I just I couldn't get into it. I, I didn't even watch the second season. Like I just couldn't get into it. Yeah. But Filoni didn't run that. That was somebody else, unfortunately. And I, you know, I, I wanted it to be good, but it, it was bad. <laughs> I just can't get around that. Right, right, right. You know. So, did this episode deliver to for you? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. Like I, I can't compliment Rosario Dawson enough on the job that she did of taking this this beloved character and trans translating her to, to, you know, um, 
live action. Right. You know, I, I, I get, it, it's a tough thing. Cause I'm sure as an actor, you want to put your own spin on a character, you know, but this is a character you couldn't do that with, you know, she right, is right. so firmly entrenched in our minds on this is what she is that you can't take her and make her your own. But I think, Rosario Dawson did a fantastic job of taking the character and being the character. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> so as a fan of the character, I, I was very pleased with it. You know, I, you know, like I said, like the first viewing, like that, those first couple of minutes where, and then when she talked, I was like, Oh, that, that's, that's, that's Rosario Dawson's voice. That's, but I got over it, you know, mm. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. Hmm. I know. I it was just a good episode. It I was. loved it. I mean, I'll, I'll probably watch it again tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I watched it last night after work, and I watched it again this morning. Oh, right, did you? Yeah. Because I liked it that much, and I was like, okay, I got, I got, I need to rewatch this. Moving on. Moving on. So, you know, we're we're well past the year two thousand and one, but in Utah, a mysterious monolith has appeared. In the desert. Oh, I know. This mysterious metal monolith was discovered in Utah after public safety officers spotted the object while conducting a routine wildlife mission. A helicopter crew with the Utah Department of Public Safety Aero Bureau was assisting wildlife resources on Wednesday to count bighorn sheep in southeastern Utah, the department said. So they find this thing from the air. And it's like in this like highly remote section of the desert. Right. And so they send some guys to check it out. And like the pictures and the video I've seen of these guys, they're like climbing all over like the fucking monkeys at the beginning of 2001. <laughs> I'm just like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you don't know what right. this could be. Yeah, all right. It could be 20 years too late. Yeah. Uh I'm, I'm sure it's like some somebody's idea of a prank, but it's an impressive prank if that's the case. Yeah, because they don't even know the metal, do they? Uh, that I didn't see. I didn't say anything about them not knowing the metal. The, the 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 big thing was it's like it's so it's so remote. They they don't want to give out the coordinates because they don't want people going to it because it's like so far out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, they they sure. don't want people getting lost and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still, like, it's like this thing, like, like how did how did it even get there? Like, how how did you get it out there? Right. Because it's not like like some like canyon or some shit. Yeah. Do they estimate the weight of it or anything like that? Or the article I have pretty much blows. It's like you know, um.
Hutchins said the, the origin of the silver metal model of store remained a mystery, but it appeared to be a new a new wave art installation that stood between 10 to 12 feet. Um, Bam, that's pretty big. Yeah. It is illegal to install structures or art without authorization on federally mandated public land, no matter what planet you're from, said Utah Public Safety uh said a statement released Monday. The department said it's unclear who or what installed the monolith and that they would not disclose the exact location of the object out of safety concerns. Um, they added the Bureau of Land Management will determine whether further investigation is warranted. Right. Yeah. So. And you also got to wonder, like, how long has it been there? I don't know. I mean, from the pictures, it doesn't look like it's been weathered at all. Right. I mean, it looked pretty shiny. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? So, I don't think it's... Like, how often is there, like, air traffic in that area that would, like, you know... I mean, these were guys who were specifically in that area for counting sheep. Right, right. You know, so you gotta wonder, like, you know, so has it been there months? Like, I don't, I'm sure it hasn't been there years, but I'm just, like, like, like when was the last time somebody was over that area to count sheep? Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I. I mean, I want to know more. Yeah. I, I mean, I do. I want to know, like, weight. I want to know, like, what kind of metal it's made of. Yeah. Is it heavy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I want to know, like, like, uh, spec. How yeah. far into the ground is it buried? Is it mounted? Is it, you know, I want to know this shit. <clears throat> the only thing they're releasing is like they found a monolith in the middle of the desert. Well, how's it there and what's supporting I, it? Right. And I don't think they moved it. I mean, that's the other key is like, I, like it's still there. Right. Because you, you would know. think they'd, they'd try to. You know, test the metal and see yeah. how it's mounted into the ground, or is it buried into the ground? Or yeah, it, all I'm seeing is they're monolith in the desert. Yeah, like I said, I'm not seeing anything else about it. Yeah, so that either tells me they don't know, or, or they're just keeping it hush hush until they say, man, either way, it's going to be a cover up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's going to go away. Yeah, you know. But still, it's like it's this fascinating thing. It's like, like I'm more just like, how did it get there? Like, right. like I, I want somebody to come forward and say, okay, this is I did it, and this is how I did it. Well, I mean, like, where was this in Utah, right? Yeah. Where was this at? Like in the Red Rock Desert in Utah. Yeah. So I mean, like, all of a sudden, then Utah goes, no one puts up art without us knowing it. It's a fucking desert. Who gives a fuck? It's not. Like, I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't understand that. Well, I mean, it's con- It's national. It, the problem is, it, it wasn't say you. It, it's nationally protected land. It's state protected land. So it's like it, it. 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 It would be like going down to the bottom of Grand Canyon and putting something down there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, I think the other thing is, you know, you know, you always want to defer. Like, you don't want to see like people going out there with like you know cans of spray paint and and shit. Oh, I guess you're. Yeah, so I think they're trying to deter anything at all, but uh, 
to, pre- to preserve the natural beauty. But yeah. still, like it's like, like what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. I think those guys were like, you know, eh, let's see what it does. Let me climb on it. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, climbs on it. Didn't you see the fucking movie? Waiting <laughs> <laughs> for another one to show up on the moon. Right. There's some quest for fire shit going on around here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, You're climbing all over. <laughs> You're climbing all over like it's a gymnasium, you know, like a gymnastics thing or something. But I'm thinking to myself, like, over, like, I uh, wouldn't uh, like it's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to touch that fucking thing. Don't mount that like Daryl Hannah. Jesus. Isn't that her? In what? Quest for Fire? No. No. Um, She was in the Clan of the the Cave Bear is the one she was in. Oh, that's right. Clan of the Cave Bear. That's that's what I was getting at. Okay, okay. okay. I was getting at Clan of the Cave Bear. Okay, okay. Meaning, don't mount that like you would mount there. (laughs) Yeah, I, I I get the reference now, but you went from... Quest yeah, yeah. for Fire to clean the clay, but I wasn't quite sure what you were doing. Same thing. <laughs> In many ways, you're right. <laughs> they were both terrible. I just didn't Clint, enjoy this. Clean the Cave, brother. Like that, that book series was huge for many, many years. Yeah. Like, I think my Not- mom read like eight of them. <laughs> really? Yeah, like I mean, it was like a big hadoo. Those, those books back in the uh, the eighties and the early nineties. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why they made the movie. My mom was like, "My mom was like, this has nothing to do with the book I read." I'm like, "Wow, okay." There's the shock. <laughs> Hollywood fucks up another book. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. So, uh, in other news, something I was very excited about was uh, a couple weeks ago, Chappelle show showed up on Netflix. Yeah. I was like, now we're talking. Now I can. When I'm in a mood, when I'm feeling down, I can bring up some of my favorite Chappelle show skits. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Well, apparently, old Dave made a call to Netflix and asked him to take that shit down. (laughs) You can hear him saying that, too. Yeah. Take that shit down. And they did. Yeah. So, apparently, what this all goes back to is uh like it's apparently it's a it's a rights um issue between him and uh and Paramount who own okay. uh, Comedy Central. Ah. Yeah, it's Paramount. And um 
you know, so he wants to be paid, you know, I, I guess, you know, they're saying based upon his violation of his contract and not making more seasons of Chappelle's show that they don't owe him anything. But he says he still owed royalties for what they do have. Right, right. And since they're not paying him royalties, he asked Netflix, he's like, look, I ain't getting paid for this. I know you're putting it up. You got it. And you put it up because, you know, we have an agreement. But uh, I ain't getting paid for it. I'd appreciate it if you take that shit down so they don't get paid for it either. And Netflix yeah. is like, yeah, sure. Thanks, Dave. No problem. <laughs> ben Chappelle came out and told everybody, like, well, this is what I did. I asked Netflix. This is why I fuck with them because they're cool. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm going to tell you all now. Do not watch Chappelle's show. If it's on a right. streaming service of any type, don't watch it. Because I ain't getting shit for it, and I don't want other people to get paid for my shit. Right. Yeah. I was like, okay, I respect Dave Chappelle enough to say, okay, I'll do that. I got <laughs> right. DVDs, you know? <laughs> right, right. But I, 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 I just find it fascinating, and Netflix was like, sure. You know what I mean? It kind of shows you how much... He does have a little power in him. <laughs> well, I, I, think, I don't think it's power. Because, I mean, they could have told him, like, sit down. We're going to do what we want to make money. Yeah. We're paying you a lot of money, so you you, you deal with this. you know. But instead, they were yeah. like, we have a partnership with Dave Chappelle. It's not an agreement. It's, it's, it's a partnership. And we're willing to take yeah. something down that would generate views to appease you. Right, right, right. You know, that's impressive to me. Yeah. Like, as much as Netflix has pissed me off lately with some of the shit they've canceled, this is an impressive move by them, and I applaud them for it. Yeah. He's got to be the funniest man on the planet. He has to be. (laughs) He just writes really good. He does. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I mean, people talk about the controversies, you know, you know, they find him controversial. He's not exactly, I mean, like, I even, you know, I even watched the uh, the thing he did, you know, after the George Floyd thing. And I yeah. found it fascinating to listen to him talk about it. Yeah. Well, it wasn't funny, but he was telling, like, he, he was kind of like, you know, bearing his soul a little bit about what was going on in the country and. I found it interesting to listen to him about that. Yeah. I like his perspective. Yeah. And he's just honest. Yeah. You know? Like, he just says straight up how he feels. and You know. And did you watch that thing with David Letterman with him? No, not yet. Okay, watch it. Yeah. But there's a... No, seriously. Because it's good. I, know, I do. I, I do want to watch it. Um, I'm just going to tell you one part. He says, well, you know, people... Letterman asked him, he was like, you know, people, you know, they, you know, during the Floyd thing and all these things happening and people want a leader. And Dave's, <laughs> Chappelle's like, not me, man. He's like, I'm no leader. I was like, I am not a leader. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You have to watch it the way he explains it. it it's just, he's really good. And he, I just like the way, I, I like his point of view. Yeah. Yeah. 
he's just a re- he just seems real to me. As weird as that sounds, he's willing to say the thing that nobody wants to hear. <laughs> right. Like I mean, that skit about Jesse Smollier. Yeah. Like, I mean, first off, it's funny as fuck, but like, that's the thing nobody would say. Right. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, like nobody would come out and say that. He will. He's like, this is what the black community thought. They thought it sounded suspicious. Guess what? They were right. You know? I mean, like, it's like, it's shit like that where, like, you know, other people would have been like, oh, well, you know, I. I don't know. They would have hem and hawed about it. Like Dave's like, nah, fuck that shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's the God's honest truth. Like Dave would, he just like, fuck that. I'm gonna tell you the truth. Right. You know, and I mean, and and sometimes like the 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 truth is controversial. Right. And sometimes you know? like. Even the way he explained it on Letterman, too, it's sometimes <clears throat> it's almost too much for even him. Like his writing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's like, well, that's, that's rough. <laughs> you know I mean? Like, <clears throat> yeah, you got to listen to him, man. Yeah, like I, I do want to watch that. Because like I, I like I like Letterman as an interviewer. I think he's a very good interviewer. Yeah. This but, is um, really good, and, yeah. they, and and they do it in his hometown. Yeah, in Dave's hometown. Yeah, like um, I think it's Springfield, Illinois, or not Springfield. Um, I can't remember. Spring something. Indiana. Yeah. Indiana. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't remember the name of the small town. Yeah. But like, what Dave did was like. Dave was having, you know, like specials out there, but like, like he owns land yeah. and they were doing it in the middle of a field. Um, but he's like, and this is during the coronavirus is when David Letterman's interview. Yeah. The beginning, of it, I think. And he got, he put the town to work. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. paying in the town like everything's local like yeah like like cameraman you know everything everything is local yeah so he's keeping it within the town he's helping somebody out yeah you know what i mean so it's cool man it, it's a really good interview like it's one of the better interviews i've ever seen yeah really the yeah t- the uh the um um what's his name Robert Downey Jr. one was good too. Yeah, I told uh, you to go back and watch the Howard Stern one. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, because it's really good. Yeah, I have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, that Chappelle one is fucking great, dude. It is. It's fucking. Yeah, yeah, I, I gotta sit down and watch. I do. I do want to watch that very, like badly because I, you know, I like Letterman as an interviewer, and you know, I have nothing but the utmost respect for Chappelle. Yeah, it's very eye-opening. It kind of gets goes. It delves a little deeper into Chappelle. Yeah, like more than I thought it would. I thought yeah. Chappelle would take over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but it's not like that. Yeah. It's almost like Chappelle 
becomes not that he doesn't like you know say what he has to say but he almost comes a little submissive to letterman yeah because i think out of sheer respect for letterman right he goes on to explain but i mean like yeah yeah it's good man like real good yeah so that's cool So what else do I got here? Um, so speaking of Netflix, Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. This movie's due to come out in May, but apparently, <laughs> Legendary Pictures is shopping it around to, ha- to be released on a streaming service instead. Really. Yeah. Now, th- th- this this is um who who uh, like Legendary Pictures they're a production company and I believe they have a, an agreement with Universal for distribution of their movies. Okay. Um Let me see here. Uh, maybe it's with Warner Brothers, and I'm wrong. I could have swore Godzilla versus Kong, like Godzilla, the Godzilla movie movies, were under Universal's banner. But uh-huh. apparently, like they, Netflix offered them two hundred million dollars for the movie. And apparently HBO Max is making a counter offer of some type. Oh, really? The thing I find fascinating is this is a movie that was supposed to come out in May in theaters. Yeah, right. And Legendary is like, yeah, I was going to go straight to streaming. I mean, how the, much does it cost to make? Um... I, I don't know. Let me see here. Doesn't give any information here. Um, Kong, Godzilla, and Kong Skull Island, the first two picks in the legendary franchise, did well, earning five five hundred twenty-four million and five hundred sixty-six million respectively. However, the third movie, Godzilla: King of the Monsters, fizzled at three hundred eighty-six million. Uh, nonetheless, all three have been big in China. Altogether, the trio has grossed $1.478 billion, with China repping 26% of that total gross. Yeah, but how? what I'm saying is how much did that movie cost to that, make? Yeah. Like, are, they, are they getting even? You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Um, let, me, let me see here. I mean, are they on the... You know, three hundred million dollar budget, or are we on the ketchup and mustard budget? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me see if I let me see if I can find some information on it here. Because they're not going to sell it cheap if they cost a lot to make. Um. 
Yeah, they don't have any information on IMDb about the uh, the cost the of the cost. movie. Yeah. I don't know if it's because it hasn't been released yet, so that hasn't been finalized. Um, but, I mean, if we just look at... Look at the last go, one. Yeah, if we go back to Godzilla, King of the Monsters... Um, Least any country anymore. So the budget for King of the Monsters was 170 million. Yeah, they're not going to take a 30 million profit. They want more than that. Right, but okay, let's think of it this way: like, if if you have a 170 million dollar movie. That you're expecting to make three hundred to four hundred million off of, okay. In a normal situation, and you're looking down the line at a movie you're releasing in May, and say, "Excuse me, uh, I don't know. I don't know if theaters are going to be open." Yeah. But do you take the three, the thirty million then? I don't know. I mean, it's I mean, a that's game change to them. It's a gamble to to say. I mean, they, they don't really have to market it. I mean, they do and they don't. But they're not going to market it like it's going to be in every theater across the United States. Right, but at what, like, I, I guess the thing is, first off, like, are, when do you start hedging your bets? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, that's the thing. Like, it, Legendary is looking down the line and saying, I'm not sure a theater is going to be open. And based upon what other movies have done, you know, a big budget blockbuster like Tenet did nothing. I don't think it still has made its money back yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, Wonder I Woman. They... Yeah, Wonder Woman is being released to HBO Max and in what theaters are open. Right. You know, maybe they're just reading the tea leaves and they're thinking to themselves, well, I don't think come May of 2021, we're going to be out of the woods with this pandemic or at a point where people are comfortable going back into the movie theater. Right. To the point that we can make the kind of money we're talking about. So instead of investing in a, in a an advertising budget, let's just take what we've got and sell it off. Yeah. Maybe. Right. I mean and I, I mean that's reading the tea leaves. Like that that's a like you know, the, I mean the rumors becoming that like other movies like I I've heard a rumor or read a rumor that Black Widow is gonna be going to Disney Plus. Yeah. Um you know, and that was I think scheduled for March at this point. So like I you know, I, I feel like some of these companies are starting to read the tea leaves and they're kind of saying you know, between the, the difficulties that movie theaters are having right now, just financially because of the lack of movies to show, and the movies that have been released as poor as they've done because of limited seating and people just aren't going to the movie theater. Right. The, the only place people apparently aren't going. Um, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I mean, they're going everywhere fucking else, but not the movie theaters. Um, 
we're just better off cut our losses. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, let's be exact. There hasn't even been a trailer released yet for Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, I know. Like, and you're, yeah, and you're coming up on a time where you should start seeing one soon. You know, right. so it, it's that thing where I, I just, I, I really feel like production companies and distributors are kind of look, reading the tea leaves and saying to themselves, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, even going into the early, you know, early summer, I don't know. And, right. you know, how much of a risk do we want to take? Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, but I think it's interesting. I think it's interesting that, like, like I would want to see this on a big screen. You know what I mean? Like I, I do. Um, right. Like apparently, like the you know, the producers. I, I also heard like you know the producers for uh, No Time to Die, the new Bond film. They apparently had negotiations with a few streaming services for that movie, and they couldn't reach an agreement. Uh-huh. So you know, I, I got a bad feeling like we're 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 reaching the age very quickly where the movie theater is about to die out. Yeah. No, we'll see. Yeah. Like, I do hope I'm wrong. I really do. But, like, that's just the way it seems based upon everything we're seeing. And and more importantly, like, you know, these production companies are, they're looking to dump on the streaming services now. Right. They'll settle for that 30 million profit because it's profit. Right, and you know, maybe they're gun shy, or maybe we get shittier movies. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, you know, I, I know the focus is on COVID, um, but what's after COVID? You know, not to be Debbie down or anything, but you know, yeah, I, I think we're in for a future of, you know, what's next. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good for a long time, but as the more as more technical, no, I can't even say it. As more as we grow tech tech wise, in all aspects of you know bio warfare and all this kind of bullshit, you know what's the next one that's coming out? Right. I, I guess yeah. that would be considered conspiracy theory, but. Um, you know, I mean, as you know, I believe this was made in a lab, and I think it got out of a lab. So, what's the next one that's going to get out of a lab? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you're right. That we don't have immunity. Right. You know, super form of polio. Um, yeah. You know, super form of um, measles. Yeah. That's resistant to the vaccine that we've been already vaccinated against. Right. You know, it's just a matter of time to where we get something out. I don't know. I mean, I, I know it sounds pessimistic, but I think this is, I, 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 I do, I, I believe this has been 
not in the works, but it's been a threat level for a long time, and it finally just got out. Yeah. That's what I believe. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, you're right. Like, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you go all the way back to 9-11 and, like, the, the anthrax scares yeah. after that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Stuff yeah. like that, so. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. So, as it relates to our conversation, maybe it is the end of the movie, you know? Maybe. Yeah. I hope to God not, um, but it might be. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a thing like 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 there are people who are like, well, what's the difference? You watch, you know, you see it. Like it's huge in my opinion. Like there there are there are certain movies that like you you want like there's the experience of seeing in the theater and being swept into that screen, and like the people who say that they remind me of a guy. This was a long time ago, long, long time ago. I was in a Suncoast video buying yeah. a buying a VHS tape. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And that's how long ago this was, kids. And as I'm looking for the movie I wanted to buy, there's this family behind me. And it's like an older son, uh, a daughter. And a mom, like you, you tell, like mom was older. I, you know, they also had redneck accents, so I don't want to say what may have been going on here, but <laughs> I don't want to yeah. insinuate anything. But you know, the guy's back there, and I guess mom grabs a movie, and she's like, "Is this the one you're looking for?" He's like. I don't want no widescreen shit. I want to see everything on the screen. Nope. I'm just thinking to myself, you simpleton son of a bitch. I know. You are seeing everything, you dumbass redneck motherfucker. Let me explain. I just held back. I'm like, I'm just shaking my head like, no, no, just don't get involved. Don't get into an argument with somebody about 16 by 9. <laughs> you know. Right. But that's the reminder. Well, like, good. No, good. Well, here's the thing. I mean, like, there's, I don't know. There's a lot of things that you miss from a theater. You know, right. it, it's just not the screen. Uh, um, it's the sound. Um I don't care how good of a system you have in your home. You cannot beat the acoustics of, of great sound in a theater. You just can't. I don't care. I mean, you'd have to spend thousands and thousands of thousands of dollars to be able to get the acoustics that you have in a theater with that kind of sound. Yeah. You just can't do it. Right. Um, um, Of course there's picture. Um, but you have to go into the, you know, the whole buildup of going to the movies, the actual act of going, OK, we got to leave in, in 30 minutes because right. I don't want to miss the previews. Right. The act of going in and actually getting a physical ticket stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or waiting in line for concessions, hoping that you'll make it in time for. Right. Um, 
previews, you know, the actual dimming of the lights when the movie starts. I mean, yeah, these are things that like you just can't get at home. The smell of popcorn in the air, you know, kids running around. Not in the theater, but I mean, right. like outside in the concessions, right. hearing the popcorn pop. I mean, you just can't you can't get that. You just can't get that. And I, I, I just, I, I honestly believe that there is something to, like, don't get me wrong, I, I hate being in a crowded movie theater. Sure. But I love it at the same time. Yeah. When you're you all there for, action. yeah, like, like, in all honesty, like, seeing Endgame in a crowded theater filled with people and, like, that moment where Cap calls Mjolnir to him. And like, yeah, yeah. like the cro- like people just like going nuts over that. Yeah. Like yeah. that that exhalation of, oh my God, what he just did. And then like, you know, people just going wild and clapping and hooting and hollering because like, you know, Cap is kicking ass with, with Mjolnir. He's worthy, you know. Like, yeah. like that the moment in um the dark night where um he batman's on the the bat pod this the, the the chase scene with the bat pod and yeah. uh you know he flips the truck and then right. as he go he hits that wall and the bike goes up and comes right back down and stops yeah the crowd went wild the night i saw that <laughs> Like yeah, that yeah. was an applause moment. Like people were just like, "Oh shit!" Like that was amazing, you know. And like like a, a Star Wars movie, like with a cr- a crowd yeah, of Star just, Wars fans, and like the lightsabers and like, everything about it. Like you just you you soak that shit in. Yeah. And especially with Star- the movies. Especially with fucking uh, Harrison Ford's lines in Star Wars. Yeah, they fucking laughed every. I can remember as a kid watching Empire and Jedi. Every time he said something, the entire crowd laughed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they were all about it. You know, the moment Leia took off out. that helmet when Leia took off the 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 Boosh helmet, and she, you yeah, know, yeah. you're just like everyone was like, <gasps> you know, it was like, it, like it, those are moments you can't replicate in your home, right? Seeing the first dinosaur in Jurassic Park. Oh yeah, like the the second. I was there sand- for that. Yeah, when when he's taking off the glasses and he's grabbing Laura Dern and you're just like you know. Yeah. Yeah. That those was are things- like one of those moments where it was like, wow, CG. I mean, like CGI has come. I mean, like this is all part of this whole thing is fantastic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, I mean that there is something to the darkened theater that you know I hope never goes away. But you know, more and more as we go through this pandemic, it's starting to look like you know those will be the days of your yeah. And, and Pee Wee Herman for Christ's sakes. Good I'm lord. <laughs> yeah. How can I get some privacy in my trench coat? <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and dip our Tony old mailbag. I'll be right back. 
Sure thing.
Okay. Talking, I got the thing fucking muted. Way to go. Yeah. So let's uh, dip our Tony old mailbag here. Mailbag. It's a sign language podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Great for audio. Yeah. And as always, we start, we start with our good friend, Superfan Thad. Thad, I think, hello, my two favorite hosts who like to touch the slimy stuff on the back of my toilet seat. No. No. Love the new format. Will you have celebrities doing the recap? Could I do it? Well, I did something last week. I'm going to try it again this week. So if you're listening to the show, you've already heard it. But somebody advised me. They gave me a bunch of advice about the show. Much of it I didn't take, um, but this I did, and, and that, and that's it. The, and they made a good point. It's like you know, within the first few minutes of the show, I have no idea what the show is about. They said, and I said, well, the funny thing is, neither do we, because, well, I have a a plan. That plan can be thrown completely out. Right. It all depends on where the conversation goes. Right. And they're like. Oh, okay. Then you should have like a recap or something at the top so people know what the show's about. I'm like, eh. Okay, you know, I guess so. So I did a recap last week, like a, like a two-minute recap. Like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what the show's about. Hope you enjoy. Blah, blah, yeah, actually schmack, and then cue the music. Yeah, yeah. So... I'm probably going to try it a couple more times, see how I like it. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, I did get some good feedback from Stork about it, and I appreciated that from him. Uh-huh. Um, but I want to try and see how it feels and kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's what he's talking. About. But in answer to your question, um, well, I would love to have celebrities uh, do the recap, considering I do it right after we record the show. I don't see how it's possible, and um, also. No, I you will never ever do the recap. I have a feeling <laughs> that you doing the recap would just be you reading your email. All right. Um. Oh shit! The Ravens game got moved and may not be forfeited. It's not going to be forfeited. No. Okay. What they're it, it, at worst, the worst thing they're going to do at this point is if they can't play the game on Tuesday. They will have a week 18 where the Steelers will have to play the Ravens. Yeah. And then, because here's the thing, and the the NFL, people don't notice, the NFL actually reserves, they have first rights for all the hotels in the Super Bowl city for four weeks. Uh-huh. Just in case of something like, a postponement or, or something along those lines that, that the season has to be moved. So they have first rights to the hotels for four weeks. 
in the in the host city. Yeah. So based upon that, they would have no problem scheduling a week eighteen for makeup games like this. Right. And then, you know, just moving the Super Bowl one week that should not be a problem. Right. Um, I mean, the only thing that sucks is it's like it's one of those situations where, like, that week eighteen game could be huge if that's the case, because one, the Steelers may still be undefeated. Two, they may be fighting for that number one seed. And three, the Ravens very well may be trying to fight for a playoff spot. Right. So if that's the case, like if, if you know, that becomes a monstrous game at the end of the season that could really affect the Steelers in a lot of different ways. You know, and, right. you know, based on the fact that, you know, they had their quote-unquote bye week in week four, and now this pseudo-bye week where, again, they work pretty much all week, it, it kind of sucks. Right, right. You know, and then, you know, don't forget, this this is a year where only the number one seed gets a bye in the first round. Right. You know, because they, they added a playoff team to each, each conference. So now if you're the two seed, you're playing wild card weekend now. Yeah. You know, so very interesting. And so like that, that, like, especially for the Steelers, that, that week off is important. You know what I mean? Like that, especially for a team, like, you know, you talk about the youth of like the wide receiving core and and the secondary and and stuff like that. That offensive line is old. That defensive line is kind of old. Ben's kind of old, you know, they could use a week off. So, I mean, that's going to be huge if that's the case. Meanwhile, everybody else will have had a week off because they're not playing week 18. Right. You know, so. Lots of things to consider. Um, what did you dress up for as Halloween? I, I dressed as a fat ass. I wore a, a loose fitting T-shirt and sweatpants. For eating nice. purposes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I had plenty of room. <laughs> I'm not gonna read that paragraph, but the answer is yes. Do you guys like cook no? No. No. <laughs> oh. Baby Yoda has a name now. Great episode of The Mandalorian. Yes, we discussed that. And no, I am not. No. No. I am no. And that is it for Thad. Okay. Next up, we have an email from our good friend, Superfan Tim. Nice. Better known as the Otter. Hey, Pittsburgh nerds. Hey. Long time, no talk. Sorry. Haven't really had anything good to say. For that matter, I still don't have anything good to say. Sorry. I'm sure you can think of something to poke fun at us with. Yeah. Yearly freeze my ass off a not skinny deer trip. I should be allowed to hunt in McKeesport. I see more deer in places like Swissvale than I do in the country. It's true. It is true. Here's an idea. If you can't keep your NFL team 
team a bunch of grown-ass millionaires on the field for the scheduled game time, then you forfeit. At the end of the season, the, se- the winning team from the game gets the average of their points scored, and each player gets an average of their stats added for bonus considerations and playoff tiebreakers. God damn, James Harrison used to sleep every night in a hyperbolic chamber. The rest of you can at least order contactless delivery from Chipotle. True. True. All right, I got to go. God knows if you get this because of the cell signals. I miss you bastards, too. I know you must tell us super fans you missed us. We know. It's cool. (laughs) Well, we miss hearing from you, Tim. I miss your emails. I hope you'll write in again soon. True. Anything you'd like to add to the proceedings there, dear sir? Nope. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. I guess that's an email like these fine folks have. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And you can um, also find us with uh, our podcast networks. Uh, they would be the Tangent Bound Network, the We Be Geeks Network, and the Pod Breed Network. You know, just give them a Google search. And you'll find all the other great shows they have to offer. And lastly, as always, I want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out each and every week. I can't thank you enough for uh, enjoying our hijinks and or shenanigans. Maybe yeah. both. <laughs> Maybe both. All right, then. So on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace. Peace.